Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome into Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel with Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. A lot of great guests today coming up. Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston going to join us and break down the huge matchup between the Patriots and the Bills. We're going to discuss if tonight's result is going to swing the tide over in the AFC East. And the prop king himself, Von Delzell, joining the show. He's here. We're going to find out what he's eyeing, not only in Monday Night Football, but also in the NBA. We also have our Edge of the Day. Those are our best bets on the board for tonight. And so much more coming up here on Bet the Edge. Drew, happy Monday. You have been crushing it in the NBA. And I just want to give you credit because I've been tailing you and you have been red hot. We're going to start with the NFL, but I did want to ask before we get to the NFL, how was your weekend aside from the NBA just being, as one of our researchers would say, butter for you? Well, yeah. And thankfully too, because the NFL, I've just been bleeding. <laughs> it's been a tale of two, tale of two sports, really. I uh, can't find a winner in the NFL and then uh, running like uh, as hot as I've ever run in the NBA. So I don't know. I do know that, uh, you know, tonight's NFL game, uh, is the one I've been anticipating the most in this week by far. Uh, this is going to absolutely shape a ton of the AFC going forward, particularly important considering that the uh, Baltimore Ravens lost this week, the Cincinnati Bengals lost this week. So uh, it is really shaping up that the winner of the AFC East will take home the one seed and the coveted buy. And so all of a sudden, this is uh, a game that was we were already excited about has even greater magnitude of importance. So uh, very fired up for this one. I am too. We're going to break that down real quick. Let's look back yesterday uh, throughout the day for the NFL slate. I only had two wagers yesterday. Oh, and two. Yesterday was actually my worst day. I hated the slate. I was honest all week, um, aside from Thursday night football and on blitzing the board. It was tough. The under that I know you and Warren both liked in prime time for the Broncos and the Chiefs was an incredible look. But just looking back, all the underdogs that ended up covering won outright. The Lions got their first win. The Chargers won as underdogs, as well as with the Washington football team. The Seahawks and the Steelers, and that one hurt, that final one. All three double digits favorites did cover. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up covering. The Indianapolis Colts took care of business. And the Rams came out with something to prove and took down the Jaguars. The only good game really for the book was actually the Lions beating the Vikings because 84% of the money line handle did come in on Minnesota. You could argue it was a better week for the betting public, Drew. It's been the tale of the season to this point. The public players are doing quite well. Uh, and as you kind of looked and followed sort of the game day steam and you saw some of the larger positions that were being taken, 
not very many of them got home. The only one that really uh, did sing, as you mentioned, was that under in the uh, Sunday night football game. And in fact, a lot of people went back to the well. Double dips got the second half under home as well. Other than that, it was a uh, it was a bloody one for the uh, for the professional players that I know in the NFL. And that's kind of been the story of the season. It's been a weird one. We're going to turn the tide because we have some help to get insight for tonight's game between the Bills and Patriots. Uh, But first, we are headed back down the stretch of the NFL season. The NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free and easy to play, so predict what will happen between the Bears and Packers for a chance to win. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. We welcome in Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston to help us get a look into this Patriots-Bills game. And we need it, Tom. We need some insight. And we've been looking forward to this game for quite some time. We've talked about it throughout last week, and it's finally here. It's going to be chilly. We know that more of a wintry game, uh, a lot of wind and maybe some snow between the Patriots and the Bills tonight. That's why the totals now come down. We're looking at 41 on the board. You know, you've covered this Patriots team for a long time, and that's kind of where I want to start. They have been so good. They've now won six straight games, seven of their last eight, all with a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones. Bill Belichick continues to kind of defy the odds and play his game and, and then beat a lot of competitive teams, and now it's kind of coming down where they could win the division. What's been the environment like covering this team? Are they a lot of respect coming towards Mac Jones? They, they trust this this team and then their yep. quarterback, and ultimately how you think kind of tonight plays out against a very good Buffalo Bills team? Well, I think the, the great thing about the Patriots, if you're looking for predictability, they're a team that brings it. And when I look at this game tonight, I'm just kind of breaking down as I'm writing a story for today about okay, who's going to be more impacted by these wins that are going to be 25 to 35 gusting into the 40s? And because the Patriots are such an adaptable team and they're strong in the running game and they're efficient in the passing game and they can play great defense and they have a, an all-pro punter and one of the best field goal kickers and they cover kicks, they're so adaptable. And that's why they have wound up being your number one seed, I think, guys. They can play a multitude of games. So that's why when I look at the weather and the wind, I think the Patriots are going to be less impacted than the Buffalo Bills will be because they are, the Bills, a team built around the arm and legs of Josh Allen. And that's not really, I think, what you want to do in Lake Effect areas, Drew. <laughs> I can't disagree with you on this. And I there are a couple of ways we could go with this next, but I want to stay on Mac Jones for a hot second because those who are loyal listeners to Bet the Edge, loyal viewers on our YouTube channel, remember you coming on with us this summer when Cam Newton was QB1 and you said, uh-uh-uh, he is not long for this job. This is going to be Mac Jones's job not sooner than you think. Uh, and then within the, and I think actually after you left that show, Sarah was like, you know what? Mac Jones is my rookie of the year, 10 to one. We are getting on board. Tommy is right. And sure enough, uh, that looks. Tom, we may owe you some drinks at the end of the season. We'll <laughs> That's all right. Now. Just send me, send me a copy. Yeah. So um, Mac Jones, we haven't really seen him have to really deal with weather to this point yep. in his career. Obviously the Sunday night game against the, uh, the Buccaneers uh, was a pretty, was a nasty one. It wasn't a lot of wind, but it was wet. It was gross. And, you know, he acquitted himself fairly well in that condition. You know, I guess, do we expect uh, kind of a, a reigning in the offense a little bit tomorrow of what we saw through the first half, as opposed to, cause you know, the, the one signature pass that he's had this year that is 
has really been kind of game breaking is sort of the rainbow to the sidelines, drop it in the bucket, uh, you know, to the guy who's breaking free. I'm not sure that works in, you know, 30 mile an hour wins. Like, do you think we see a little bit uh, more of sort of a rhythm passing game, short stuff, uh, you know, targeting the running backs, things like that tonight? Yeah, I think that in the last four games, even though Jones is is averaging 32 attempts per game, just under 32, in the last four games, he hasn't been over uh, 30 attempts. He had 32 against the Titans in a blowout. That wasn't really game-oriented. So I think it was 18, 26, and 22 were his last three attempts. Excuse me, three out of the last four games, the number of attempts. Even in that Dallas game that went up and down the field, he only had 22 attempts and 21 attempts in that game. So the Patriots are a run-based offense. We look at those attempts tonight, the total at 29 and a half. Patriots aren't going to be looking to throw it 30 times, especially if the game is close. It's only a byproduct of the score that would get Mac Jones, I think, up near that number. And I don't think the Patriots are going to be in a position where they're down 7 to 10 points. It's going to be a close game. And if they fall behind, I will be surprised by, by that much. So, yeah, he doesn't throw. We haven't yet seen him, Drew, throw wind-cutting passes. Mm-hmm. But all the things that we've seen that we've said, oh, I wonder how he's going to deal with that, he's responded to. So he's got two things to deal with tonight. The first, legitimately hostile atmosphere mm-hmm. in Buffalo, because he hasn't yeah. seen a loud road crowd, and two, real elements to throw in. So I, I just don't uh, – everything he's passed, he's passed with flying colors, even though we were pearl-clutching before the games about how we could affect them. <laughs> well, to pivot a little bit then to the uh, the Buffalo side of the offense, as you mentioned, the lake effect wins and it's just the weather in general, not really playing into the strength of, of what Josh Allen brings to the table, although he does he does have the you know the, the mm-hmm. wind-cutting you know, velocity on his fastball, for lack of a better word. That said, the Patriots really excel and have depth at the safety position position at this point uh and uh you know they're getting some uh, defensive play of the year kind of level of play out of jc jackson to this point in the season do we think that uh the patriots basically set up in sort of the 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 classic kind of cover to uh stop the deep stuff force josh allen to kind of matriculate the ball down the field and do you think that will will be effective defensively yeah i think they ask no i I think they ask them to run they make a a hearty (laughs) request of the Buffalo Bills say, go ahead, run it. You want to run it for a while? Go ahead, run it. And that to me is, you know, a byproduct of the one issue that that jumps in here is the Patriots are without Kyle Duggar. So yeah. being without Duggar impacts the way they'll have to deal with Dawson Knox, but they're able to get home with four and the Buffalo protection has not been great this year. So I would expect to see plenty of seven guys in coverage and make Josh Allen make the right decision down the field. Look, the wind is going to affect him too. Sure enough, and if the yeah. Patriots are making yeah. him throw it down the field. Eventually, you got a ball hawk like J.C. Jackson. And I like that you mentioned the defensive player of the year. I feel like the defensive player of the year right now through 12 games is Matt Judon. Judon, yeah. And we could discuss that. You know, is it Garrett? Is it Diggs? Is it Judon? Is it Donald? The most impactful player on the stingiest defense is Judon because he's made everybody better. So yep. that's going to be interesting to watch. Okay, well, let me just get a cup, get your gut feel on a couple rapid fire props here because there's some sure. names we've mentioned. Uh, so you think Mac Jones at 29 and a half is an underlook for attempts? Yeah, I do. Unless the game, okay. you know, as we all know, game situation will alter it. But I think that that, that will be an under. 
You mentioned Dawson Knox kind of having a potential advantage matchup with uh, Duger being out. Does that mean uh, maybe look for Knox over 30 and a half receiving yards? I would look at that. Absolutely. Because not only that, but, you know, you have, you know, they're going to want to roll coverage towards Diggs and pay attention to him. So I, I would look at that and Sanders too. So you're going to want to look at those guys as, as matchups that they have to be really leery of. Okay. So how about uh, for the fantasy players out there, what do we expect if this is a Patriots running game driven, you know, cause again, it's going to be field position. I don't think you're going to see a lot of long field goal attempts. I think you'll, you know, the, the you know, coaches will opt to try to pin each other in the end mm-hmm. zones as opposed to really kind of being aggressive going forward on fourth downs or trying to attempt long field goals. So if this is a get it done on the ground type of game, what can we expect from the Patriots backfield? And, uh, you know, is this potentially a you know, breakout spot for Stevenson or is this going to be a Damian Harris type of game? Yeah, I think what's hard is, and for anybody who's trying to, pinpoint what they want to do with the Patriots running game and those two different guys. It's hard because you get Stevenson stealing yards from, from Damian Harris and and back and forth. So it's a dice roll. You know, I I would say that the Patriots are probably going to be happy as hell if they can get themselves over 200 yards rushing. Hey buddy. (laughs) I know. Internet's tough. You guys, and we use StreamYard. And let me just say, I'm trying to gather and I want to follow with questions. And thank you for being so patient as you're going through, because I have a prop tonight for an under Damian Harris, and I'm happy you're talking about it. But got off the internet for a second. So I'm back. And I mean, under. under. It's a freaking dice roll. It's a huge dice roll to say under because he breaks those 15 to 18 yard carries. Next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, he just ran for 32 yards in the first quarter. And now I'm going to have to anticipate him not running for 18 or more yards the rest of the game. It's going to be a nail biter. I'd stay off those running unders. See, here's the thing, Tom, and this is where I really want your opinion. As I looked for, for value and Dawson Knox, I heard you guys kind of breaking down. Uh, his his availability and what he can do maybe against his Patriots defense tonight. I think for me with Damian Harris, and I'll talk about this with Edge of the Day, and, and Tom, I'd love your opinion here. It seems like as of lately, if you look with the addition of Stevenson, he seems to be getting a lot of the red zone carries, 10-yard carries maybe. And out of you know their own 20, I'm seeing a lot of Stevenson, and he's been fantastic to watch. So I'm thinking, are you in the position to run the ball a lot? Are you behind on the bills? You might be forced to throw the ball a little bit more, and that's going to take a Damian Harris out of the game, maybe put him with um, more action in the zone and B I think Stevenson's been a little bit better as of late and you said predictability oh our buddy's getting (laughs) points that might be just coming in and saying Sarah can't take this I'm having internet issues nonetheless you guys know that I'm taking the under here okay all right so I just don't think the Patriots are are a team they, they they don't fall behind so if we just anticipate what they've been doing and presume that it's going to continue that way, which is probably the best way to do it. If you're making predictions with the stake, they just don't fall behind. So I, I, I just don't think they're going to get lopsided in my estimation. So I would, if you go on the unders for the rushing and don't hit them, you're going to go, I should have known better. Why would, why would I do that? Why did I do that? That's what's yeah. going to happen. So million dollar question then, Tom, if the Patriots don't fall behind, then they probably win this game. That's simple math. <laughs> Winning this game puts them in the catbird seat for the one seed, the playoff buy, mm-hmm. and uh, really kind of changes the entire math as it works out in terms of um, who goes to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Are we a little too early 
kind of looking at this potential game and a win here, meaning uh, that the Patriots really are contenders, the potentially the favorites to win the AFC? Oh, they're no doubt contenders. I would say that based on the totality of what this group of Patriots has put out there so far, it's hard to say that they're favorites over a Kansas City, for instance, who has had a quarterback who's played in multiple AFC championship games and gone to Super Bowls. So, but if we're discussing who's the most complete team, who's the player who makes the fewest mistakes at the quarterback position through this period, and that includes Mahomes, and that includes anybody else, it's the Patriots. So you, you can't just say you're being hasty, I think. So appreciate you guys. Tom, thanks for being with us today and being so patient kind of with the internet issues again. We appreciate it. Tom's on Twitter at Tom Eaker and amazing insight and reports there with NBC Sports Boston. Also be sure to check out his Patriots Talk podcast. Awesome insight there as well. We'll talk to you soon, Tom. See you guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. We appreciate you guys listening to us here on Bet the Edge. Wherever you're listening, make sure to rate the podcast, sign up. We're giving you actionable information Monday through Friday in just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move quick, so sign up so you can gain an edge with us. Yep. Hit us up on Twitter as well. I have an NBA play for edge of the day, but I think I'm going to end up with about five plays overall in the association. If you want to know what those are, uh, drop me a note. We'll chat it up. Uh, maybe you don't agree. Maybe you have a, a second opinion or maybe you have some plays you you would like uh, our opinion on. Hit us up on Twitter. I am available at whale underscore capper and Sarah is at Sarah Perlman. If someone is going against your model right now, shame on them. <laughs> if someone's DMing you with different tips, I will be shocked. Five plays in the NBA for you. Then I'm also going to have five plays. There's another guy coming on now in Von Delzell that has a lot of action in the NBA. But I do want to start with the Bills and Patriots, as Tom did such a wonderful job breaking down a lot of props and how he's kind of seeing this matchup play out. And we spent a lot of time on Damian Harris, and now I feel yeah. silly because I like the ender, but he's kind of saying – Maybe stay away a bit. I know you've been kind of eyeing a lot of props in this game, including Damian Harris. What's your take mm -hmm. on this one? Yeah, we got to hear a lot of different takes on him today. And I mean, not much for me to say that's different than what you've heard outside of, you know, Tom said a little bit about him breaking away tackles and breaking away long ones. Well, Damian Harris doesn't have the best numbers when it comes to that. He can do that. But Buffalo themselves have been stellar. Entering week 13, they allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards on the season and second fewest yards per carry. 
at 3.9. And third fewest rushes of 20-plus yards. Only four runs of 20-plus yards all season happened on the Bills' defense. So uh, Damian Harris breaking that long run. I like him to stay under his longest rush total if that is the case today. And like you said, you guys talked about it being a close game. Patriots could be favored in this spot. Uh, if you think that they're not going to be from – if you think – if you don't think that they're going to trail in this game, they're likely to win this game. Yeah, I think you could see both running backs in this one because look at the snap shares. Harris has his three lowest the past three weeks. Stevenson's numbers are climbing a little bit. I think this is a Bill Belichick game plan, and I think Mac Jones will have to step it up a little bit. But we could see a splash of both running backs. So I took the under on 55 and a half rushing yards. It's down to 50 and a half or 48 and a half on some books. That is a nice middle ground from what you heard today. All right, I middled out Austin Eckler at 41 and a half and 50 and a half yesterday. He had 45 on the head. All right. Man. So, I mean, here's a spot for you here. If you can get 48 and a half or 50 and a half, you can play both sides of this. You already got the under 55 and a half with me. Middling player props is very, very challenging. Uh, and uh, <laughs> congratulations on hitting Eckler. That's a, that was a nice one. Yeah, and just in general, kind of closing thoughts on this game. Patriots win is so much more meaningful than the Bills because honestly, yeah. can Matt, can the Patriots go to the Super Bowl? Only if Mac Jones has two home playoff games. Can the Bills go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, they can. Their chances are still live, even if they're a wild card. Three road games isn't impossible for them. They're a good enough team. But if the Patriots have to go three road games, you can pretty much put you know put that to bed. I don't think Mac Jones is winning three on the road as a rookie, but um, we will see. Let's move to the association where I'm curious what your take is here on this uh, very challenging handicap between a couple of teams that are playing somewhat. Yeah. You know, somewhat well. Um, I guess the Bulls uh, and the and the Nuggets are going to be uh, a very good. I'm expecting a high paced game. I'm expecting uh, a very competitive contest here. Will Barton, of course, has been pretty important for the Nuggets so far this mm -hmm. season. Is he a differentiating factor in this one way or the other? If you're looking for Bulls Nuggets, yeah, um, I've been riding straight under since I came back to the NBA. You joking about having five plays? I also am going to have five plays today. All right, oh, I'm going to nice. share a couple of them with you. So. Uh, Will Barton under 15 and a half is a great play. He's projected at 13 points by our model. But the last time he played the Bulls, he scored 23 points in particular. But there was no Nikola Jokic or Nikola Vucevic. Uh, those are going to be two impactful guys coming back here to the lineup because Jokic is obviously going to take shot attempts away from Barton. And Vucevic is going to be down low. And that's going to make life difficult for Barton when he likes to drive to the basket. Now, he likes to rely on the three a little bit. And the Bulls are stellar when it comes to defending shooting guards and point guards in particular. So I think they're going to be able to hold him at bay today. He's been 5-1 and one to the under 15.5 points in his last six games, three under straight. So I'm going to ride that with a guy who's 10 of 26 from the field in his last two and only two free throw attempts in that span. He's going against Lonzo Ball in particular, hopefully Alice Caruso tonight, who's day-to-day, -day, but he should play. So uh, ride the under there on Will Barton. Liking a lot of unders here, Vaughn. I'm going to move along here with another NBA prop that caught your eye as well as mine. I know Drew's going to talk about the Pacers later in the show, taking on the Washington Wizards, taking a look now at Kyle Kuzma, who's struggling just a little bit in, in terms of scoring and his production there. Maybe tired legs are factoring in. What's a way we could take advantage of that tonight? Don't make excuses for him, Sarah. Tired legs. <laughs> He's just not that great. All right. But uh, no, Kyle Kuzma, in all respect to him, he's having a tough transition with the Washington Wizards right now. And I mean, there's a lot of players on the team that can contribute, and now they're scoring, rebounding guys. Uh, you saw him hit a lot of overs to start the season, but he's kind of pivoted to the under guy. Particular in the points category, he's 8-1 to the under in the last nine. And when that happens, I like the points, rebounds, assist total. That's at 24.5. We've seen it come down over the past couple of games. I've been riding that one. Uh, looking at some potential assists and potential rebound numbers, he's averaging a total of 15 potential rebounds and assists in his last five. 
Most players can't hit 50% rates because they're relying on their teammates. And today he's going up against DeMontes Sabonis and Miles Turner, two trees down low. And he plays the power four position, speaking of Kyle Kuzma. So he's going to go against those two guys. I like the chances that he goes under and either his points or his rebound total tonight, which is a great look for his points, rebounds, assist total for a guy who cannot score. So let's continue to ride these unders. I made my name the undertaker for the show today. That's because <laughs> out of the last 23 places I come back, 21 of them have been unders, and we're 19 and four. All right, so we're hot in the NBA just like Drew. This is this is the duo you want to ride right here. So uh, <laughs> take Kyle Kuzma under 24 and a half. Well, let's get one more then. Let's round out a three pack of unders. Uh, and yeah. let's let's uh, let's pick something from the night slate here. There's uh, a couple of good games up late. Uh, you want Clippers, Portland, or Orlando, Golden State here? Oh, I mean, who doesn't want to watch Golden State when it's a 16 point spread, right? You could just watch the first half <laughs> and go to sleep. So we're riding Jordan Poole under 25 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Now, like I said, the spread's high in this one. Jordan Poole has been a guy that's been hit or miss with his totals, but in the last five games, he's at the under. 25 and a half, four times. Uh, his point total in particular, I noticed he hasn't been hitting it. It's very high at 18 and a half, 15 and eight to the under this season. So Golden State has plenty of scoring options. Orlando has rebounders and trees down low, like I spoke of, Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba. Then Cole Anthony is a great rebounding guard as well. Our model makes this 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So giving us some spare lineage here. And if he doesn't play in the fourth quarter as much as we hope, then that's going to be a clear under as well. And uh, I'll leave you with a bonus play. Dylan Brooks, so this one's moving on all the books right now. Dylan Brooks, under 26 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Go get it. Our model has him scoring 13 points tonight against the Miami Heat. Um, and he's been an under factory lately. So uh, let's take that one, too, for a bonus play for you guys. The Undertaker. I love it. We did have a live comment come in, and we always appreciate those. So we're going to roll this Monday Night Football comment coming in from Scott Sneed. Scott, thanks for watching. Singletary over 14 and a half receiving yards, juiced to minus 121. Vaughn, you have any thoughts on this prop? Anytime a play is getting juiced the over, it's probably on the move, likely. And as we heard, Josh Allen can knife through the defense and weather inclements. We're not so sure about Mac Jones. So uh, I mean, I always like an over on Buffalo receivers or running back options, speaking of the receiving props. So I would look at that one. Looking at the numbers, I mean, he's hit it a couple times, two and two in his last four. And there's no reason why the Bills won't be a tight game for the Bills to have to pass the ball. I never want to take a rushing prop for the Bills, but I'll take the receiving prop. So I like that, Scott. Yeah, I actually like that as well, Scott. Appreciate the comment. Just kind of thinking how this game is going to be played out. Low scoring affair, maybe quick, easy passes out of the backfield. Vaughn, thanks so much. As Always, we appreciate it. Vaughn's on Twitter at VMoneySports. You can check out his college uh, hoops plays, all of his prop plays, Monday Night Football, and in the NBA on NBCSportsEdge.com, of course, on his Twitter as well, VMoneySports. Vaughn, the undertaker, the prop king, I call you everything. Thanks for being on today. Thank you so much, Drew. Thanks, Sarah. See you later. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Cavaliers and Bulls, Knicks and Pacers, and Nuggets and Pelicans. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, be sure to download it now. I joked a little bit that you're going to talk or teased rather about the Pacers and the Wizards and the Wizards having tired legs here. Yeah, this one is a fascinating uh, breakdown. The Pacers have not been good this year. 
I'll be honest. In fact, the Pacers, they might not be a good team. You look across the Eastern Conference, really the Magic and the Pistons only are the only two teams that stand out to you as they will not be in the mix for the playoffs. The Pacers are kind of on the bubble right now. They're 9-16 and 16 this season. They've lost some close contests against some good teams. And, uh, you know, to this point, I have not had a ton of success backing or fading them one way or the other. However, tonight they are in an absolutely beautiful spot because this is a lot more about the full health and uh, availability of the key players on the Pacers going up against a Wizards team that is really starting to get into the business end of their difficult portion of the schedule. Wizards coming off of a game at Toronto where they were completely lackluster yesterday. They lose 102 to 90. Uh, And even the final score was not that. It was not a 12-point game. That was not a competitive effort from the Washington Wizards. And now they have a quick turnaround after the international travel. They have to play back in Indianapolis. And uh, in general, uh, great matchups here for Malcolm Brogdon and and Sabonis in particular. Spencer Dinwiddie not going for the Wizards. Bradley Beal is really starting to show a little bit of uh, signs of of fatigue of late. So this sets up very well for the Pacers to get a clean win, something that they have desperately needed so far this season. Uh, I would expect that they run a little bit more pace than we see normally uh, in the to this point in the Rick Carlisle era. They haven't been pushing in transition much. They haven't really been trying to take advantage of advantages when they've had them. However, over the balance of his career, Rick Carlisle has identified these types of situations where he's going against a team on a back-to-back, and he has pushed the pace and transition a bit. So I would expect to see a little bit more of that from the Pacers tonight as they look to get out to an early comfortable lead. And realistically, this uh, this should probably be a six-and-a-half-point game. So the fact that we're getting it at five is good in my book and uh, would expect that it could drift in that direction even a little more. We'll see how long this five stays on the board. 77% of the handle at points, but even coming in on your side on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we also have gotten some live comments about yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs money line plus 240. Uh, what do you think about this one, Drew? I like that one. Cleveland has been playing extremely well so far. And you know what's especially uh, useful is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks this season have been struggling with injuries they've they've lost a lot of meaningful minutes brooke lopez obviously not coming back for a while after having back surgery who knows if we'll see dante divincenzo this season they cannot afford to lose uh Giannis over a balance of the season and expect to be in position for the playoffs and so uh he's dealing with a i believe a calf injury he may get rest tonight you could see that one flip to about uh bucks minus two bucks minus a, a one if Giannis is ruled out which isn't crazy and even if he's not cleveland has played really really hard back basketball this season they've been one of the most impressive stories probably the most surprisingly positive team that you can point to across all the nba so that's a fun look similarly it looks like uh he's (laughs) going against the clippers who are playing their sixth and nine dan i completely uh uh, acknowledge that is a brutal 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 spot for the clippers uh this is that maybe my second favorite play on the board here portland without dame lillard people have completely given up on them as potentially getting this win three three and a half points is absolutely ludicrous for the clippers to be laying uh considering how difficult this spot is for them all right i'm gonna give my edge of the day fairly quickly before my internet crashes yet again you guys damian harris i've talked about it all show give me the under 50 and a half rushing yards bad weather run heavy attack probably They'll be in a position to run the ball maybe a little bit, especially if they're ahead, which I don't think they will be. So I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball a lot. We talked about the duo between Ramon J. Stevenson and now, of course, Damian Harris. It's been something we've talked all about the show. Give me under 50 and a half rushing yards. 
Simeon Harris tonight. You know, it's a bad weather game, but we're rooting for an under uh, for their RB1 against the Bills. Very good rush defense. That's all we have today on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Thanks for being with us. For Drew Dinsick, I'm Sarah Perlman. Best of luck with all your bets. We'll see you tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.